Hello, and welcome to the This Way Out podcast, a part of the This Way Out project. My name is Miguel Mata, and I would like to personally thank you for tuning in today to share some of your valuable time. This podcast is all about being a source of positive energy and messages. Here, I try to help those struggling with issues that can weigh heavily on the mind and make the world we live in seem like a dark and impossible place. I do this by sharing advice from personal experience, through stories from ordinary people who have overcome their own challenges, and other uplifting stories to help shed some light on the world we live in. In the end, my mission is to support you and help you feel better about yourself and your surroundings. All I'm asking for is a chance. Let's get started. Hello, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of This Way Out. So glad you tuned in. I've got another interview lined up with an awesome, awesome individual. And this person is another person that um, I served some time. I mean, I did some I did some time. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it doesn't come out right. I, I, I was on active duty with in, a, in an assignment way back when this is a uh, well, if you don't mind introducing yourself, please. Myra Henley. Uh, I don't know what else to say about myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. This is my yeah, Myra Henley. That's a good enough introduction for for right now. Uh, Myra Henley. Uh, when I knew her back when it was Myra Morales. Spent a lot of time um, working on airplanes, minus forty five degrees, ranging all the way up to one hundred and thirty degrees when. We- <laughs> <laughs> we're in the, in okay, the yeah. Middle East. So, uh, but I, I asked Meyer to to um, share her story with us because I think it's she's got something that is that is valuable to share that we can all learn from. And um, so, thank you, Meyer, for being on my little podcast show. Um, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just kind of telling us about yourself, where you're from. You know your your family, extended family, immediate family, just so we can get kind of an idea of of, of who you are. All right. Well, I'm originally from California. Um, I was the youngest of three until I was 11, and then I have three more younger siblings. Um, first job was the Air Force, so you know they kind of shake you straight, and. Um, after the service, went back to California, uh, swore I'd never leave again, and then I got a little bit older and wiser and made moves for my family because I met my husband Steve down there, who was also prior military, but we didn't know each other in the service, and uh, he's actually a Marine Corps, and we started a family in California and then came out to Washington, where I'm at currently. And literally and in live, my backyard. Yeah, and you live on a nice, a nice little piece of property, nice little farm you guys got there. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later because I think it's awesome. Myra, you know, whenever we parted ways um, in Grand Forks, I don't remember when you left exactly. What year did you leave anyway? Two thousand six. Wow, two thousand six, long time ago, okay. a little while back. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like two thousand six. <laughs> So I remember when you were getting out, you were you were deciding to get out, right? And I, I don't know if you remember us having this conversation. I remember us having a conversation that kind of kind of went like this. Like, I wanted to convince you to stay in, but I couldn't with a clean 
you know, I couldn't with a clean conscience say, you should stick around because, you know, it has so many benefits, which it did, but it was going to get a lot worse than it was than it was going to get better. And <laughs> you were like, uh, you were the probably one of the first people that where I picked up, I stopped kind of selling the company line and I was like, you do whatever you feel is right for you, you know? I just remember having kind of a conversation like that with you. I don't know if you remember that, but I was like, you know, there are a lot of benefits to sticking around, but Aww. you do whatever you feel comfortable doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had that, you know, when someone's gonna get out, like a lot of folks have that conversation, especially from um, the guys that have been in there for, then, for longer than one term, you know? And now that I'm older, I'm on that end of the spectrum uh, because I currently work at the VA, right? So <clears throat> I feel like I'm still somehow contributing to to that family, right? So I'm just like, no, man, just stay in. Like it's worth it's worth your time. You're still, you know, uh, giving back to your people, like as far as the armed forces and things like that. So now I'm that person. But at the time, I remember having that conversation with a few people and I think mostly I was just really young um, can't see too far ahead of your nose really but also I was real salty because I had lots of things happening in my personal life right, yeah. as you may or may not remember but my sister passed when we were on a deployment so then I came home to bury her and then I had to fly back and finish the deployment and um, like that earlier that same year, my mom had a brain tumor that she had removed and thank God she survived that. And um, she's gone now, of course, but at the time it was just like, whoa, there's so many things going on. Like yeah. I thought, you know, this, this is just a case of wrong place at the wrong time. You know, right. not that I didn't right. want to make it a career, right. but Right. I was just like, I got to go home before right. everyone else starts dropping like flies and I miss the whole thing we call life, right? <laughs> right. I had no idea. I mean, I remember your 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 sister's passing, but I don't remember your, I didn't know your, either I don't remember, didn't know or I don't remember what you were going through with your mom, but that would make entirely, ent it, that makes, that makes total sense, you know, and those are the kind of, um, well, I mean, you hear it all the time, but those are the kind of sacrifices that service members face, you know, whenever they're active duty is that mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of um, flexibility when it goes, when it comes to trying to stay connected with your family. Um, if I could kind of relate it personally to what we experienced, you know, growing up, we had, a, we were very connected with our families. You know, we had uh, barbecues and we had um, get togethers and we had that sort of stuff with our family. And we were very connected, but my kids don't know what that's about. You know, they don't know what that's like. And all the stories that they hear about tias and tios and aunts and uncles, um, grandmothers, that sort of stuff, they're all secondhand stories. They don't know what it's, they don't know, they don't have firsthand stories, they don't have firsthand experiences. So, I mean, I'm sorry that you experienced that way, but I'm glad that it worked out for you. I hope that it's not asking too much to kind of keep you, keep the energy low. But I know that there was a period of time between the time that you got out of the military till the time that you met Steve, that there was, um, you know, there was a period of, of, of challenges, a series of challenges that you had to face. And I just wondered if you wouldn't mind sharing 
you know, you you share it however you feel comfortable. You share it however you um, share however however much of it that you feel uh, comfortable sharing. But if you would not mind sharing some of those challenges, and then you know, with the intent of of also explaining how you overcame some of that stuff, you know, what it took to overcome that stuff. If you even if you've even managed to overcome that stuff, um, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, let's see. When I got out of the service, I was dating someone who was also from California, and we had met in Grand Forks, right? So we got out of the service, go back home to California, and as if adapting back to civilian life isn't hard enough for people, you know, um, things happen and you think life is great, but it's almost like when you're released back to the wild and you kind of see who you really are, right? <laughs> what you're really made of. So things kind of fell apart in a non-peaceful way between he and I with all the classic drama um, right. that can happen between <laughs> couples. So everything ended, um, but we were together for quite a few years. And I feel like, man, you know, I... I tried to be like that perfect little wife. I was like, we weren't married, but it was like, I'm making him lunches, I'm ironing his clothes, you know, I'm making sure he's taken care of. And then I'm like, excuse me? You're doing what to me, you know? So right. then you kind of question like, what is even good anymore? Or what's even, like what's good enough for anyone anymore? Am I, you know, is it okay to be like that? Is it too much? And then, I met someone else who was quite toxic, but I had, you know, all my self-esteem kind of like ripped from me, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And then you just settle for things that you really shouldn't. So I kind of went through that. And while I was feeling like pretty damn low, then I met Steve. And actually I was working at a pet co. I was doing dog grooming because I had previously uh, become a cosmetologist when I got out of the military. And I was so depressed. I was like, I don't even want to brush people's hair no more, man. I just want to brush a dog's hair and tell them about my woes. <laughs> so, so I switched over to dog grooming. And uh, I met Steve because he came in and he brought in his dog like for a bath. And at that point in life, I was just like a cranky bitch and I was like, so you're gonna pick up your dog on time or I'm not taking your dog, dude. And he was just like, yeah, I'll be here on time. And he was there early. He was totally he cool was with friendly. the way you were with, with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course I was nice to the dog, but I was like, you gonna be here on time or what, dude? So attitude and everything, he was so kind. And I was just like, yeah, this guy's a nice guy. So we kind of just chatted and um, this was like a July time frame. And he's like, yeah, well I bring her, you know, after dove hunting season and which is like first week of September and so maybe I'll see you then if you're still around okay so he comes back in September he asks if I'm still working there and I was like oh my gosh the guy remembers I'm alive so we kind of reconnected we we're talking and I was like you know what, man I'll be honest I'm a hot mess right now because I just got out of some like rough shit and I don't know like who wants to deal with that kind of stuff I wish I would have met you you know in the future when i have it together Yourself and he's just like shit was that damaged <laughs> yeah then i'm like please don't talk to me <laughs> which if i don't if you don't mind me saying so the myra that i know 
And I think the Meyer that many of us know is a very confident person. You know, you, you're a confident person. You're someone who's, who's driven and motivated and focused and so all those things. And to hear that you got to that point and got to the point where you were pushing people away, that really strikes me as it really, it's really, it really kind of hurts a little bit, you know, it's like, damn, man, you know, you kind of wish you were there to kind of help you through it. But, you know, good thing that you did manage to, you, you, you saw it for yourself and, and you'll share that here right now, I'm sure. Sorry. <laughs> but just to, just to, just to reiterate the point, oh, it's, yeah. it's significant because it's like, that's, that's totally not you. That's totally not you. Yeah. You know, um, like when, when you're in that kind of stuff, you don't really talk about it. But then when you get out of it, it's like, dude, sorry, I was MIA for a while, but I was in a bad place and people trip out. And that's usually how it is. You know, people don't talk about their stuff and they keep it a secret because they're like, man, this isn't even me. But you can't like get yourself out of that trance that you're in or whatever. And when you finally tell your friends, they're, you know, kind of shocked or surprised that you would let something like that happen to yourself. And that definitely did happen to me. I got that yeah. a lot. It's like, what? You? Happens to the best. Someone treat happens to you the people bad? that are just, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I'm kind of a pea brain, so I don't remember where I was at right now. But <laughs> you were talking to Steve. You you were giving him the full oh, yeah. one about how you were in a bad mm-hmm. place, and you were That's like, right. "Yeah, uh huh, S O S O S O S O S O Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was <laughs> just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so if we would have met, you know, in the future, maybe it'd be a better time. And he's like, "Well, you know, don't worry about that. How about if you feel like it, you can." like find me or call me in two months you know kind of just see how you feel you know I'll still be around and we'll go from there he was just so kind and uh, I called my sister up and I was like dude I'm stupid I just kind of like you know told Steve that I'll see him later I'm just such a mess and she's like what's wrong with you like are you stupid that nice guy the the one nice guy that's like willing to be kind for everything you tell him and you have all these things in common and whatever and she's like no you're gonna hang up right now and you're gonna call him back and say you know you messed up and i was like okay you're right okay i will so i did i called him and i was like man you know i'm confused my bad so (laughs) i was like how about uh we hang out i'll get some pizza and some beer come over let's just you know chill out let's try to start over and he's like all right sounds good yeah i'm just hanging out here I'll, I'll be there i'll be there so i was like okay and that's steve in a nutshell man he's so kind he's so understanding and he wasn't just like that in the beginning like he's still like that now and the rest is history here we are well congratulations congratulations <laughs> mara thanks i'm happy for you i'm happy for yeah. you um well you know what since we're since we're on that subject and talking about your guys relationship and stuff how did you guys end up in washington Mm. uh well he was doing some um like purchasing planning and stuff for a company it's like a machine shop down in orange county and um they were like in relations with another company that's out here in idaho which is right next door to where we're at and they're looking for a plant manager. So uh, 
he said he didn't want to look like he stole them, but he kind of did. So anyway, he was like, hey, man, if you ever move up that way, I really need a plant manager. And, um, you know, honestly, like, I love California, but it's just so expensive and and uh, very overpopulated. So they can hike up prices and give less quality things, um, you know, like less quality life, less bang for your buck right down there so we're like let's get out of california whenever we can someday and then that opportunity came up so when he was offered that position i actually looked that day on that uh, usa jobs just to see right if there was any like old vet jobs for me and the va had just posted an opening um for what i do which i'm an ophthalmic technician so i work at the eye clinic and they just posted that day so i was like man this is meant to be so put in my resume uh, we bought some tickets to come up here and check out the area see what it's like you know like kind of feel the vibe of the town and things like that check out the housing and that week that we were scheduled to be up here um, the guy at the VA called and he's like hey can you come up for an interview maybe during this week I was like hell yeah matter of fact I can because I'll be there so wow, wow. it all fell into place and now yeah. we're here and now you live on a farm in Washington. How's the farming life treating you? It's good. It's good. It's a lot of work. Um, it's not cheaper than grocery store stuff. You know, people think like it is, but it's not. It's <laughs> expensive. There's a lot of right. labor involved, but it's so nice to know, you know, that you put in all that work and what you're like feeding your animals. Um, you know, all our stuff that we grow in our garden, in our garden is organic. Right. Um, Steve's like the guy that'll like pluck little caterpillars off of tomatoes all day and then go feed them to the chickens. So yeah. <laughs> he's a workhorse. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I can see how that can be really rewarding. You know, you can mm -hmm. see the fruits, literal, the literal fruits of your labor. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. So for you, Kind of in a way, I'm sure there was a little more to it, but kind of in a way, you know, you're you're finding a new relationship, um, finding, yeah, finding your soulmate um, was part of your healing. But um, you're you mentioned uh, in our our little conversation that we had before we we did this recording that there was there was some you know there was a little bit little bit of difficulty in your transition to Washington, but you found healing in something else. You found you found some help in a different way and that's something i was hoping you could share with us because i've never spoken to somebody who's in kind of into what you're what you're into so if you don't mind you know telling us a little bit about that it's not the necessarily the best setup in the world but it's like what's this big thing why don't you just say that why don't you just say it i know my group, but yeah no <laughs> no um yeah so when we came up here it was um it was great and exciting and then when that first like wow that excitement starts to die down and being farther up north the day is getting shorter in the winter i'm sorry if you hear a really loud sound that's one of my birds the guinea okay. the guinea fowl i don't know if you like can hear things. my kid yelling in the background too i can't okay <laughs> i was like <laughs> my birds are so damn loud when they see something out of the ordinary or something they they sound the alarm that's why i have those so um yeah so the days were getting shorter and it was getting kind of like depressing you know i hadn't experienced the short days thing since grand forks mm -hmm. and i was like oh man i forgot that the dark days can be kind of a bummer and that was 
shortly after we moved up here. So then I started to feel the weight of being away from my family again and just kind of being alone. You know, it's just my little family, right? Steve, I, and the baby. And um, soon after that, I started feeling kind of uh, stalked by something I was seeing on Amazon. And it was actually a tarot deck, okay? And growing up in a very Christian household, or Catholic, actually, I'm praying for Catholic, but <clears throat> I'm not practicing, so sorry. But uh, anyway, you see things like the tarot or anything like that, like esoteric things, and you instantly hear your parents or grandparents say, Eso es del diablo, you know, like, that's the devil stuff, don't touch it. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, like, why? Uh, but I kept seeing it and it was the same deck, the same deck. And it was cool because it was not the original one. So it was different artistry on there and it didn't look as like scary, you know. And I thought, you know what, man, this thing's haunting me for a reason. So I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to buy it. You know, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to read up on it. There's, It's looking for me for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I did, but Steve is also a man that's like, no. If there's something that's kind of like woo-woo and I can't put a bullet in it and kill it <laughs> if I have to, I don't want it in my house. So for a while, because by this time it's like spring's kind of rolling around, you know, I was, I received the package, I opened it outside, I wasn't allowed to bring it in the house, and I would study it during my lunch breaks and things like that. And then when spring actually came, I was doing readings for myself, actually not too far from where I'm sitting. So kind of out here, there's like a neat little area without trees there. And I would just kind of sit there because it's nice and peaceful and do that. Um, but anyhow, the more I learned about tarot and that it wasn't scary, like lots of things tend to be when you just don't know about them. Uh, the more I realized it was a great tool for self-reflection um, because the tarot is comprised of major archetypes in life, right? Uh, people, subjects, things. And then there's smaller, like suits, like in a deck of cards that describe more of the day-to-day -day happenings or things that we experience through life. So as you go through there and you ask questions and you have prompts and positions for the cards, then it prompts you to ask yourself certain questions that maybe I may not have thought of before or dug deep like into my own psyche um, to reveal my own answers, right? Mm -hmm. So some people may believe that there's more to it as I do um, because if you ever have a tarot reading lots of times, it's like, how do you know that? How did it know that? You know, things like that. And that's where like the magic comes in, right? Because it's unexplainable, but it's awesome. And even if you don't believe in that, hey, at least something prompted you to think about these yeah. issues that are coming yeah. up in your life, right? So it's like, it's almost like I had a friend to talk to. It sounds funny, like imaginary friend. But you know, it's almost like you are talking with someone close to you that you can trust that knows you because funny enough how the cards would know things about me and I was like damn you're right so <laughs> so it was good for me to kind of unpack things that were bothering me and see things in a different light 
yeah. and um, just open myself up to myself instead yeah. of like retreating into this darker place where I was kind of going. Um, <clears throat> so that was a really helpful tool that I found at the time and I've been doing that for a few years now since I've been here of course so I like to Are do that. Are you eaten so. by bugs? Yeah. Uh, there's chickens coming over here because they think I have treats. Oh. <laughs> Say hi chicken. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think that's I think it's neat because it's like you said um, you know maybe something yeah you're sitting alone and you're you're thinking over these you know, it's kind of like you're you're opening yourself up to an opportunity to think about things that you've never thought about. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe if I'm if I'm if I'm taking it right, like what I would do. I guess what I, I'll just explain what I would do. Maybe I sit down with a, a deck of cards, right? And I know a little bit about them or whatever. And I say, you know what? I wonder what's worth thinking about. Let's see. Let me give myself some options to be mindful about. You know, let me give me some topics to be mindful about. And then, you know, it would give you a list of you. You would then start to I would the way I would use them is I would say, you know, I haven't thought about I think about finances all the time. That's a that's a that's a bad example. But I haven't thought about what give, give me some give me some give me some topics. Help me out. Yeah. Or even like if you do think about finances a lot, there's a suit in there. Pentacles, which would um be talking about the tangibles so like finances career home family life even health and then say you think you know i'm doing good but then a card comes up and it is actually pointing out that maybe you're holding on a little bit too tightly to certain mm -hmm. things and then that you know, gives you an opportunity like, to at least explore yeah. that you know maybe mm -hmm. maybe you don't look at it as this is the this is the magic happening, but it just, you could use, it's a tool. It's an awesome, awesome tool to just use, yeah. to just think, to just think because thinking is good. <laughs> Reflecting is good. Yeah. Meditating is good. All that stuff. Reflection is, is amazing. I wish people would do that more just to, to try to enlighten themselves, you know? So I, for one, never necessarily considered tarot as that sort of tool. I never just never really thought about it but you you seem to be so um you seem to be connected into something special you know following you on instagram following you on facebook and i just that's kind of really what drew me to to ask you to do this interview because it's like i need to i need to learn more about this i need to know what the big what the what the big message is here what the big deal is because as you've done in the past especially more more recently like you have You've, you've channeled messages, if you will, for someone you don't know, but you share thoughts with people. And it's very, it's very um, detailed and descriptive and genuine and sincere. And I remember listening to this message like, Dad, go. Like, she's, she's talking to somebody. I don't know who it is. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm like, there's yeah. something. For me personally, I listen to you talk and it's like, there's something, there's something to this. So I just, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, about that. And I, I find it really interesting. And, um, you know, when people discover stuff like this, I'm happy for them. So I'm happy for you, Myra. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. You're exploring 
um, the world of, of tarot readings, tea readings, a little more through Instagram, right? Or do you have a, do you use a, a different platform than Instagram, or or is it just um, Instagram? It's mostly Instagram. It shares it to Facebook as well, but it's um, I don't really like the structure of the like Facebook business profile on there. It's kind of weird, um, especially because I use it more for <clears throat> like pictures of the cards and interactions um, because I don't like to just you know sell a reading to people I like to also have like I'll post some cards have folks you know trust their intuition look at the cards and pick which one might have a message for them and then I'll come back and I'll put the messages per card so folks can just come back at their leisure and then see what their own messages that they picked for themselves that day because we all have that intuition right we just need to kind of tune in so i like kind of just leaving the cards out there or the pictures or pictures of tea leaves and asking folks what do you see in the tea leaves for yourself today do you receive a message from there mm -hmm. um, that way it's not me pushing anything on anyone and folks see that it's actually you know like something that's quite gentle and that you have it within yourself to kind of quiet your mind and listen yeah. and find those answers that maybe subconsciously you're looking for you yeah. know so intuition. it's easier on instagram the intuition yeah, yeah. oh yep. so what is the what, where can people find you on instagram what's your what's your instagram handle is that even right instagram handle i don't yeah, know I'm kind of a square how do people find you on <laughs> how do people find you on instagram yeah it's magic door dot tarot magic door dot tarot and uh people can get readings from you personal readings from you yes Okay, yep. and then they'll be able to set that up on the Instagram page. Yeah, so it um, there's you can either message me through there, and then we'll discuss like subjects and um, you know kind of how it works. And right now I'm just doing email readings because I'm 37 weeks pregnant and with a three-year-old, and sometimes I just fall asleep while I'm sitting there blinking and next thing you know I wake up and I'm like what time is it or my daughter needs me so I squeeze in readings when I have the time and when the the vibe is right you know um, but when I'm not you know super pregnant we can do video readings like this like on Skype or Zoom or you know Instagram video um, and a big question I get is you know how do you do that from distance or does it even work through email? And just like how I don't understand that the cards know what the heck I need to hear, I'm not sure, you know, you can't assume or like a, really be 100% on how it works, but it does. It's just like usually, for example, myself, I will either look at a picture of someone, like if it's through someone I met through Instagram, and I kind of scroll through there, like some kind of weird creepo. And then I pick a picture that, like where they're looking at the camera and I'm like, oh man, I can feel their vibes through there, you know? And I just kind of tune into their energy, I guess you can say. Or if it's someone who only has email and has been referred to me, then I'll just think of their name and then, you know, ask for guidance because I connect to the, spiritual side when I do readings you know I ask for um, like advice or language from 
benevolent spirits that I can use that the person can connect to or that they will hear or understand, right? Mm. So that they can kind of come through. And oh, sure shit, awesome. it works. You that's know, awesome. <laughs> I like I like how you just said that you you to to connect to words that they'll hear or listen because communication is so like in one in one group with some people you can say things a certain way and some words just don't stick because they don't they just don't understand that way mm -hmm. you know and you this yeah. group over here you have to talk kind of different yeah. what's the what are your what are you what kind of what kind of what kind of plans you got for the future i know you you did um bee harvesting for a little while you're trying to do that a little more or you're 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 experimenting with that a little bit or how's that going yeah so <clears throat> because we do have some colder winters up here our first year with our bees um we had them we get them in the spring and we're able to you know successfully grow the hive and we harvested some honey in the fall and they seemed to make it through the spring and then we had kind of like a fall spring and then it went back to winter and then when spring came back they were gone dead actually <laughs> but um so it's a learning curve unfortunately for the poor little bees that were like dang did we do something wrong was it something just that year we did meet some more people at the place where we buy our supplies and they were like, whoa, we lost our hive this year. I'm like, you know, what do we do? So it seemed to kind of happen that year. So I'm thinking it has something to do with the weather. Mm -hmm. um, and this year we got two more hives. Um, they're doing well. Yesterday, my husband went and caught a swarm that we're hoping will stay. And then we put another little beehive. So if they stay around and everything, then we'll have a third one. Um, and it's so cute because my three-year-old, she's not even scared i have to like be like but right i'm like get away from the bees or go put on your bee suit she's not really scared of anything <laughs> so i like that uh yeah that she gets to see you know all the things that this encompasses right i mean we have our bees not just for the honey but really to pollinate our garden mm -hmm. that we have just on the other side of the yard right now there's nothing fancy to show you because it's early in the growing season out here in, in washington so we have just small seedlings. It's not very impressive yet. Um, but that's why we have them, right? So we can all just kind of be there for each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I've, I've just, I'm like, I want, like, I want to do that now. I'm like, man, it would be awesome <laughs> to have a farm, have bees and, you know, be able to grow your stuff. Oh man, it just sounds, it just sounds awesome. Well, Myra, I, I appreciate you sharing some time. I don't want you to stick around too much out, outside. It's already going on 40 minutes. We've been talking here. And you're, like you said, you're 37 weeks pregnant. And I would hate for a pregnant lady to be upset at me because as someone who is connected to the energies, I would hate for a pregnant woman connected <laughs> to the energies to somehow manage. I don't know how it works, but somehow. <laughs> but Myra, I appreciate you sharing sharing some of your time and sharing your story with us. I think it's, I think it's uh, really, 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 really cool. Um, I always enjoy hearing people's stories and I enjoy hearing stories about people who overcome, you know, challenges and difficulties. And that's, that's what this project is about. It's about sharing that we're all people. We all experience stuff, you know, many of us get through it and we have different ways of getting through it. And you just shared yours. And I think that was awesome. And I appreciate that. Thank you. 
And then you also shared away something very cool about tarot and how that 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 also can provide some healing and some 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 self-reflection. I think that's I think it's really cool. Maybe somebody who listens to this will will um, you know be introduced to that and explore that a little bit, and it'll help them somehow. So I think that was cool. Thank you, Myra, for sharing that with us. Yes, you're welcome. And so here's here's the part of the here's the part of the show that I like to uh, end on. This is how I like to end these shows. So you've got an opportunity and uh, an audience. If you had in a, whatever you share, it doesn't have to be anything. Doesn't have it. Doesn't have to have anything to do with what you just talked about. If you had a piece of advice or a piece of information or just anything, anything that you felt that you needed to share with someone, right? You just have something that you would want to share with someone. What's what is what's something that you feel that people would absolutely need to know? I guess I'd say that if and when you ever feel lost, right? Because that's the kind of the big connector here between everyone's stories. Um, To keep seeking because if it was right there, right in front of you, like right in front of your nose, you wouldn't feel lost. So it's important to just if your soul feels like there's something missing or you feel a void or something is making you unhappy or you don't even know what that something is but you need something something's calling you then just go because there's always more out there like there's farther than where you think you've looked like there are unsearched places And if it's not out in the physical, then just like trust yourself, trust your spirit, trust the universe and the things that are unseen and, you know, give yourself some time and look inside um, because there is something out there that will pull you out of that funk and, you know, don't give up because it's out there. Goosebumps. That's a, that's a great piece of advice, great piece of information. I'm glad I recorded that because it's awesome. Thank you. All right. So that's been, that'll be this episode of This Way Out. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you like this episode and you want to see future episodes, please like, subscribe, and share with others. If someone you might think might uh, benefit from whatever uh, information, from the information that, that uh, Myra shared with us today. Um, Remember, we have presence on uh, social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I also write a blog, and these interviews will be posted on my website at thiswo-light.com. And once again, big thank you to Myra Henley for for sharing her time. Thank you, Myra. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Appreciate your time, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon. God bless. This has been the This Way Out Podcast, a part of the This Way Out Project. The This Way Out Podcast can be found on Google, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and CastBox. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear future episodes, please subscribe. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, recommend future topics, provide feedback, or any other reason, 
You can comment on this episode or send me an email at thiswo.light at gmail.com. That's T-H-I-S-W-O dot L-I-G-H-T at gmail.com. If you're interested in the other aspects of the This Way Out project, be sure to visit my website at thiswo-light.com.